What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And your auditory canals are tuned into Episode 9, Season 6 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. I'm not in the digital studio alone. Uh, along with me are my partners in crime, dodging this COVID-19 nonsense <laughs> like everybody else. We got Des the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just uh, hunkered down. Glad I'm able to um, talk to you guys. Glad I'm able to uh, send this out to every one of our listeners. Um, thank you so much for tuning in uh, all these times. Um, you guys really help us make this, um, really help us make this special. So I want to thank you. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. No, 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 no. I, was talking, our... I was talking to our listeners, not you guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Just yeah. kidding. We, we know. And our show is a no go without Trader Joe, AKA the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Nothing. Just hunkered down like uh, the new norm. <laughs> so uh, my uh, office finally decided to close. So uh, I am hunkered down with the rest of y'all. I was going to work up to Friday. <laughs> like nothing changed other than more uh, hand washing and use of hand sanitizer, basically. So so uh, they offered like, you know, over 65 and people with medical conditions, opportunity to go home. But otherwise it was do your work and do your job. So it's like now it's uh, since we are in a high risk state of California, it was negotiated with the federal government. So I will be home for a while. No trading either. So <laughs> and we weren't going to talk about it in the news, but GameStop is uh, closed indefinitely in California, which is a good thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, as of right now, I'm still considered essential because, you know, crime never sleeps. So, uh, at least for the time being, as far as I know, I'll be going back to work on Monday. Um, but they're apparently they're 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 letting us dress casually because you know I guess COVID nineteen doesn't like jeans. So there you go. Cool. Um, so yeah. Before we start, I just wanted to um, as part of our kind of like thing, I wanted to do real quick as as kind of like just to let people know how we're doing uh, with this show. So uh, we've been going on here for um, since 2017. Um, so, so about three years we've been we've been doing this show, and we continue to do this. Uh, thank you, and it's thank, it's thankful to all of you who listen. Um, just a few stats about this show, just to let you know how we're doing and, and what you're contributing to is uh, we have uh, we have had four four thousand three hundred and seventy six listens. So thank you for all the people who clicked on. Uh, we've been liked 94 times. These are all of our, our, our SoundCloud stats. Is that's what that's who hosts our um, our, our all of our episodes. Also, uh, six people have ret- have re- retweeted this. So I want to say thank you so much for that. Um, a couple of people who want to shout out uh, who have been you know longtime listeners, uh, Raphael. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and Alberto is another person who's been listening. 
Uh, Alberto. Alberto, thank you. Uh, which is so, so, we really appreciate it. A couple of countries that have been listening to us, uh, United States, you know, has really been representing, thank you. you. The United Kingdom has been representing, and they've been listening to uh, a few of our tracks, as well as Japan. So we want to say thank you to the people, you know, in all these other states in, in, in the United States. Uh, our, our listeners in the United Kingdom, thank you so much for tuning in, and especially our friends in, in Japan. So um, we want to say uh, thank you so much because we, we do this because we, you know, we love sharing games. Um, and the more people that, that we can share um, this information with and, and our love of games with is kind of the reason why we're doing this. So, again, want to give you a really big heart, heartfelt thank you from all of us uh, at at, um, at uh, uh, gaming vessels because again you, you besides our love of games you're the reason why we do this absolutely absolutely oh and real quick i forgot to mention we have which is crazy we have uh we have a total of 74 tracks up uh, up now that you can listen to you know starting as back as far as far back as uh, 2017 so you know, if you you know if you're sitting at home, bored, nothing to do, you can basically go back and listen to us be completely silly <laughs> for, for the last couple of years. So, so Check this it out. is episode uh, seventy six then, because I know seventy five. What episode? Yeah, this, this eight, is epi- season six. Yeah, this is episode. Uh, this is episode uh, seventy six because we have one episode in the can that we are getting uh, in the queue. That I'm going to be putting up as well. So, so by the time you hear this one, uh, 75 will be out. So, uh, thank you again. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, all right then. So let's jump to our first talking on the docket, which is going to be our playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off? What's been what's what you've been playing this past week or so? I think you know, because uh, I think we've been partied up every night. You know what you've been playing, and you know what I've been playing. I've been uh, dividing, doing long division with Ubisoft's Division 2. It just seems like uh, it's just been my go-to, go-to on there. And then, you know, obviously partying up with you guys, uh, Desmond, and uh, our listener, uh, Gerald Ocon, as well, on there, just jumping back and forth. So, I mean... Uh, you know, obviously, I was busy with work this week, so I didn't have all day to play on there. So, and but uh, I got up to level 30. Um, still opening stuff up on there and grabbing some shade tech, opening up some abilities, and uh, looking forward to the end game. So, kind of take it from there on that. So, uh, I bought a lot of games this week, but <laughs> I've not played them. Uh, I know we've all bought Neo 2 because I'm a multiplayer. On there, so we'll definitely take a look at that in the next week or two on that. And uh, what else? So, MLB The Show 20 came out, in which you know, I'm missing baseball season because of this uh, pandemic. So, who knows? Maybe I will play it electronically, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I got a lot of things to kind of stew upon uh, with this uh, pandemic and whatnot. But uh, I'm looking for uh, good things, not bad things. I, I don't mind staying home and playing games and, and actually getting my house organized <laughs> i moved almost like two years ago and it's literally i still got stuff in boxes here or there so i'm gonna take this as a positive time to do what i need to do on that but uh des what do you think about the division i know we've been playing a lot uh, you've been enjoying it i know you um as far as the loot kind of uh d dna the kind of 
RNA drops and whatnot. Is that frustrating you, or do you have anything to add regarding the game? No, I I personally uh, the only reason why most reason probably why Joe was saying that is because I've done a lot of um, uh, research on the game about which weapons are really good because there's like so many different weapons and it's all RNG based and there's tons of loot everywhere in that game. And so uh, I've been looking for specific weapons that, 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 you know, consensus is that they're pretty good and you should probably be using them. And so I've got pretty much all of the guns except for a specific auto rifle. And Joe actually had it and he, he gave it to me, but it's uh, he shared it with me. So thank you, Joe. Uh, and it's level 30 and I'm only level 28 right now. So I'm still trying to build up, you know, my my character um and build up my levels that way we can get into some of this in game um these in game yeah activities. we haven't we haven't dabbled in dark zone uh we haven't dabbled in conflict uh i don't know if you're aware does but there is a uh, like a 6v6 mode too uh, on top of the dark zone that i didn't even know was built into the game but uh um yeah I'm you not, could actually play yeah, play not, that and level up as well yeah, so i'm not very good at at um team based and and pve pvp type of stuff so i don't know if that's where i want to go but i do know that um I'm, I'm in it to play the game like i beat the first one didn't do any of the dlc for the first one i just kind of was very i thought the ending was very lackluster so i was kind of kind of felt kind of burnt by it but i never really played it now that's a shallow excuse for not doing anything but i was just like whatever but the second one like i played it i had it for quite a long time um and then i don't know why joe just had an itch in his ass to play it again and we we're like okay and so we just started playing it and then this time it really kind of sunk with me and then Gerald wanted to play it and so the three of us have just been able to to get together you know and really kind of like run it through um and it's been fun you know it, it's been fun watching the world change and, and and evolve as you play through it so so I, I've actually been having a little fun a lot of fun with it as well it's kind of gotten because you know we fell off of Destiny 2 I'm not sure if I'm gonna go back to it um and then as far as Games as a service, you know, Anthem was kind of lackluster to, you know, be rather frank about that mm -hmm. uh, on there. So it's just cool to just have something to look forward to, to grab into. And, you know, uh, like I've talked before on this show, Ubisoft seems to uh, bust out that, like, you know, just one more, you know, section on the map to clear, you know, one more icon that like ocd kind of feeling on there it just reminds me of playing like far cry when i'm just trying to clear the map in that, you know and then trying to do that on there and just getting immersed into the whole collectathon portion of it and this game does have that in spades on that so mm -hmm. but uh yeah well we'll see what we're up to but if you do want to play division two uh by all means let us know and fired up i own it on xbox as well so it might be a good excuse for me to run a character over that way so but other than that that's pretty much all i've been playing this week so all right Des, what you've been up to man well we already talked about um we already talked about uh division so i've been playing that a lot uh been playing uh started up final fantasy 14 again Shadowbringers. i am on bahamut if anyone plays that and wants to play um figured it was about time to get back into it it's been four years since i've played it last and i keep up with it um and i got Shadowbringers super cheap on a sale joe told me about it. so i said sure so 
I started playing that, and uh, it's been fun getting back into it. I'm I'm still in the beginning stages, so treading a lot of uh, same territory, or you know that I've done before. But but it, it feels good to be back into it. Uh, playing a little Dauntless. Uh, their new season started, and it's all about fire and stuff like that. So th- that was kind of interesting to kind of get back into that and see what's going on. Um, they added a new a new monster or a new behemoth behemoth uh, to it. So um, might play that a little bit. We play that with another uh, one of our listeners. So you know if he's up for it, might play that. Um, and then in a in a in a weird kind of situation. Uh, uh, I was um I found that they're releasing this the Capcom beat 'em up bundle on uh Switch and I was like, "Oh, you know, cuz I'm a Switch fan, and I was thinking about getting it digitally or not uh, thinking about getting a cart for it." And I was like, "Oh, I might have to import this. This is really cool. It's only $34, yada yada." And then Joe and I sent it so I sent it off to Joe and um Kev and Kev was like, "Oh, that's really kind of cool." And then Joe's of course was like, "It's ten dollars on PSN," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so we ta- and Joe of course already yeah. had it. Uh, so, I already downloaded. Yeah. It, yeah. So so I said okay. So so I downloaded it for my ten dollars, and I was like, okay, I don't need to get this on. I don't need to get this on Switch. So I just get my ten dollars. You know, play the game. It's fine. And so Joe and I played. What was it? King of Dragons. Or... Yes, King of Dragons, all in its majesty. Ugh, so we so we played King of, of Dragons, Dragons so. for like forty minutes and beat the game because of course it's unlimited say or unlimited continues and so we played that game and like of course for whatever reason you know I tell Joe what game do you want to play he's like I don't care and I'm like pick a game Joe he's like I don't care and he's like pick a game and he's like King of Dragons I was like okay so we start playing that and I was like why did you pick the worst game on the collection <laughs> and then and then and then it was hilarious because because we're all we're all in the same chat right. And, Kevin comes in a little bit later, and and Joe's all like trying to sing this this game's merits. He's like, "It's a great game," blah blah blah. Right, Kevin? Kevin's all, mm, "I don't know about that, bro." <laughs> <laughs> he can even get no love, no love for King of Dragons. And so of course, Joe, you know, always turning everything you know on in, into a smile, says, "Well, thinking about it like this, we could we, we could only go up from here in this in this, in this Capcom bundle." And I was like, "Oh, you're right. We got the we got the worst came out." So <laughs> we don't know if we have the worst game too because That's you true. haven't played all the games in in the collection. So yeah, well, who I've knows? Played... King of Dragons might be the crown of the collection. I doubt you that. Never know. No, I doubt it's that. not. I doubt that. It ain't. Nah, don't no. even try. Yeah. yeah, this is like y'all got board. Knights of the Round in yeah. that pack. It ain't, ain't better yeah. than Knights of the Round. Yeah. Sorry. And then this Captain <laughs> Commando. Yeah, I don't think so, Joe. Mm-hmm. Captain know, Commando. Hell, hell no. If you got Captain Commando, mm-mm. yeah. Where's the fates in there? Where are fates? Yeah, you're reaching. Yeah. Bruh, you're reaching. So I know, I know. <laughs> so uh, I downloaded Elder Scrolls Two, uh, Elder Scrolls Online again. Just trying to, you know, in this times when I'm you know stuck at home, just trying to see what other games that I can play that I've played, I haven't played in a while. And then, um, um, Neo Two, and then Oniaki are the other two games that I've been playing on my P- on my PS4. Uh, still playing my um. My Switch, um, I downloaded the demo for Disaster Report and Trials of Mana. Uh, played the, was, I started playing the demo for Trials of Mana. It looks good. It's a fun little game. Getting used to the, the controls. I never played the original, though I have it on the Mana collection. But, I mean, to be completely honest, I probably wasn't going to play that. I found it relatively cheap um, uh, at Best Buy. Joe told me about it, so I went and got it. So been playing that and then uh still waiting for my um my um 
what is it? Animal Crossing to uh, to be delivered. I had a pickup at Best Buy, but the Best Buy in San Francisco San Francisco is closed, so I was able to um, transfer it to a uh, shipping. So I should be getting it Monday. So, so I mean that's pretty much all that I've been playing. You know, uh, uh, Kev, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing Monster Hunter. The uh, I finally achieved my goal of getting my elemental in-game armor set which i've been chasing the dragon for i don't know how long the dragon meaning the silver rathalos and i was able to get all the components i need so i got my in-game gear set for for that and uh it's i use it for the bow and really you that's the default set for any elemental based um any elemental based weapon that you're using because it has a uh, critical element mastery, which basically multiplies your uh, your critical uh, your hits on a monster's weak zone. I forget what the percentage, but it's super high. So if you have the right augments and you have the right gems, you're literally um, stunning a monster every couple of power hits that you do with the bow. Uh, every you know, and as long as you tenderize it with the with the its weak points with the uh with the claw uh, um you're just all kinds of damage and there's different kinds of there's different kinds of ways you can approach it from that base set um i was actually going to use it with the uh, my, with my elemental charge blades as well but i'm kind of off the elemental charge br- charge blade train right now because uh, the thing, the problem with charge blade is particularly if you are, um, uh, what they, what's that, uh, super amp, super amp discharge user, which is what I am, which is that big, you know, you land a few hits and then you hit the monster with that big element uh, or, or file discharge where there's a bunch of explosions. And if you're using an element, it's their element-based explosions. The problem is that um, damage is not distributed equally across a monster, even in the same hit, z- hit zone with elemental discharge on the charge blade. So your damage output is kind of questionable. Um, I'm using for my charge blade. I'm using an, I'm using the non-elemental ones. Um, I've the, um, I forget the name of it. It's called the molted something. Uh, which you get from uh, the uh, uh, as uh, the acidic uh, Glavinus. His charge blade is considered one of the highest uh, uh, DPS charge blades that are non-elemental in the game. So I got that one. And then there's another one that's I want to say. Oh yeah, then there's the one that you get from the uh, the Golden Rathian, which I I have yet to unlock. Uh, its weapons are considered the best. Period. So, in, in just about any weapons class that that, that the game offers, uh, again, that's all depending on what augments you use and how you're utilize how you're utilizing the a monster's uh, a hit zone. But it, since it's non-elemental, it it spreads its damage across the the board evenly on a monster, no matter where you hit it. 
and that's what's good about uh, non-elemental melee weapons in general. So, um, so right now, uh, so now that I've got the, I've got that um, that gear, I am pursuing the resources I need to uh, augment my weapons. So all my the bows that I use, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna augment everything. I, I you know. The Guiding Lands is fun, but it is a grind, like a major, major grind. Uh, so getting those resources can be a bit much. So I'm only going to use, I'm only going to augment the bows that I use the most because I have more bows than 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 I have that are outside of my my usual go-tos when I'm going on a when I'm going on a hunt so I'm, I'm only going to augment those I'm not going to augment everything and after that I'm probably going to I'm probably going to look at picking up another weapon I'm not going to be hitting hitting the uh I'm not going to be hitting the the monster hunter iceborne quite as hard as I have been once I get it get uh, a couple of those uh, weapons augmented uh, because I got other stuff I want to play. Uh, so, um, but other than that, um, I have been playing a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn, not as much as I really need to be because you know Monster Hunter takes up the lion's share of my game time. But I also uh, picked up uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I have not had the opportunity to play it yet. I literally I was going to play it before we started recording but I decided I wanted to start cleaning and then after I cleaned a little bit I wanted to make something to eat so then meanwhile the guy got the game loaded so when it's ready to go when I when I'm ready to sit down and check it out I'll be able to play it mess with it see what's going on there um so hopefully by next show I will have my uh thoughts and opinions on Ori and the Will of the Wisps I bought the. Uh, I didn't do the game. I didn't do the game pass thing. Um, I went on ahead and I purchased the collector's edition. Um, my, like I said, my gamers club unlocked is still on life support, so I'm <laughs> still usable. So I'm going to be using it for as much as I for as long as I possibly can. And since the collector's edition was reasonably priced anyway, I wound up getting it for even cheaper. Uh, it comes with an art book. There's a steel book, um, and it ha- has a CD of the uh, the orchestral music from the game, which, from what I understand, is absolutely amazing. So, steel book, calm down, uh. Joe. <laughs> uh, it's for a game I'm not purchasing because I have Games Pass. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got Games Pass. I I I have another three month thing that I need to activate, but since I I let my I, I I bought some during um, Black Friday, and so I've got one more after I activate this one. Uh, and, I, and I since I just haven't been turning on the system, I, I didn't feel a need to activate that that next uh, Game Pass thing. So now that I got now that I'll be back on the, on the Xbox at least for playing Ori. Um, I'll probably activate it uh, definitely when. Um, uh, wait, what is that? Uh, Fantasy Star. Yeah, once Fantasy Star goes out, comes out of beta and goes live, I'll probably be uh, be re-upping my my games pass at that point too. So 
Uh, it's surprising, but me and Desmond have not participated in the open beta, and the open beta basically is uh, going to transition right into the release of the game. So there's not, not going to be a closure of the beta to the oh, okay. release of the game. So you could actually just start playing now. Uh, progress will continue into your main game. So it's basically almost like a soft launch. So okay, all right, all right, but, let's start uh, playing uh, it. <laughs> there you go. But uh, other than that, that's what I've been. That's what I've been gaming on. So uh, moving from that, from from our gaming activities of this past week or so, we're gonna hop right into the next topic on the docket, which is gonna be the news. And there was a lot of news to go around, so we're gonna turn that over to Trader Joe. All right. Let's go and get started uh, with the news. I'm going to kind of kick off. Uh, Desmond kind of referenced uh, earlier regarding demos available. And so uh, Trials of Mana demo came out this past week. Resident Evil 3 demo came out this past week. So you can go and download that on like Steam, Xbox, PS4 on that. Trials of Mana is only available on PS4, I believe. Uh, Disaster Report 4, Summer Memories, uh, the demo came out both on the Switch and PS4. Uh, next week, we're looking forward to uh, getting a slice of Resident Evil Resistance, which is the 4v1 mode of uh, Resident Evil 3. That's going to start on March 27th, and then there's going to be a demo of Predator Hunting Grounds that will be released on March 27th as well on there. Keep an eye out uh, on Twitter or um, in the news because there's been some games released for like little to none, as far as free or uh, very cheap. I know the game Drawful 2 um, is released free on Steam. I think on Switch it's like $0.09, cents, I believe. So I buy that for a dollar. So <laughs> take a look and see as far as what's out there. Uh, if you're a PC gamer, of course, Epic Game Store. I uh, think the uh, free games this week is uh, the old, old dog Watch Dogs and uh, the Stanley Parable on there so if you do have a, a decent gaming pc and you want some free games and look in the past the time just in case you happen to be sheltering in place by all means grab what you could grab out there so all right and like kevin said there's been a lot of news kind of come out this week on there this would have been the week for gdc so that's the reason why we've gotten kind of bombarded with a little bit of uh, more technical based news and so first thing to kick things off the xbox series x had more technical details and specs revealed on there so uh they kind of let everyone know what's going on with it that they did have a blog post uh, and they want to deliver the quote unquote the most powerful xbox ever with all them terry flops and whatnot so it's stated to release on uh, holiday 2020 um, and so they kind of went over all the bells and whistles on there. Um, they have a custom design processor. It's an eight core AMD Zen 2 CPU running on an RDNA uh, 2 class GPU, which is top of the line on there. Um, and looking at the specs, we're looking at eight cores at three and eight hertz. Uh, with a custom Zen 2 CPU, a GPU that is running eight, uh, 12 teraflops, uh, 50, 52 custom units on there. Um, it's running 16 gigabytes uh, GD, GDDR6 
on there uh, looking at the memory bandwidth, uh, 10 gigabytes at a 560 gigabytes a second on there. Is, that's the RAM on there. And then 6 gigabytes running at a slower speed of 336 gigabytes a second. Uh, the internal storage is a um, basically a pr proprietary SSD drive, an NVMe drive that goes into the back. They are partnering with Seagate to be able to plug that in. So we don't have an idea as far as how much that uh, is going to cost, but uh, we'll have to see. They're kind of cute. They look like uh, memory cards. So, you know, whether we're going to put custom stickers and, you know, Wowie Zowie, maybe we'll have a Master Chief like uh, memory card SSD with Master Chief's head on it or something. So, um, also uh, external storage, you can hook up a USB uh, 3.2 external hard drive to it. Keep in mind, though, to take the benefits of the Xbox Series X, you'll have to move games back and forth between uh, your uh, regular H hard drive to the SSD to take advantage of any like uh, backwards compatibility modes uh, with the new system on there. It also comes with a 4K UHD Blu-ray drive. Uh, they're uh, basically looking at 4K, 60 frames a second as its performance target up to 120 frames per second. On there, so I know that also that they're stating that uh, they're going to have compatibility with variable variable refresh rate on there. So to make sure that uh, the uh, FPS locks, it's kind of similar to features on PC with uh, certain cards on there. Uh, so and they did use some demonstrations of things. They showed Gears Five running uh, basically at the Ultra HD settings from the PC version on there um and actually ran better in certain situations on that uh they also showed they showed off a version of gears of war ultimate that was never um, patched up to run on xbox one x on there they showed uh, what the game looked like uh, running in uh, full 4k on there so also let's take a look uh, they have also uh, take a look as far as the smart delivery. And what smart delivery basically is, is that um, the system will kind of know which version of the game to download from the server, basically. So it's like you know, if you're running an Xbox One game, you see that you're running on the Xbox Series X. It knows to download the Xbox Series X version of the game. Uh, from the server versus just downloading the regular Xbox One version of the game. Uh, they do have something to where uh, they are eliminating um, as far as loading is concerned. Uh, with the SSD, they're uh, basically uh, running something to where it could be loading as fast as uh, two milliseconds on there. And so, and they're also working on too as well as far as latency with the controller on there commonly uh, there is latency from the TV to your system on there. So we you know when we think me and Kev talked about before looking at TV, looking at like, you know, um, trying to eliminate as much lag as possible, especially playing something like a fighting game or a first person shooter on there. Uh, they are working on technology, basically that wireless. If you play wirelessly with your uh, wireless controller that uh, they are working on trying to lim eliminate all the lag. Basically, if you hook up your controller directly to the Xbox Series X, there is no lag button lag whatsoever. If you 
happen to play wirelessly, it's going to be, you know, because on common TVs, it's good to have like, you know, 40 millisecond delay on there. They're looking at between 5 and 10 milliseconds. So it's a good thing on that. So, and so, I mean, the system looks uh, pretty good on there. Uh, they do have a quick resume feature, too, that you go back and forth and put uh, your games on suspend and you could flip back and forth with multiple games. I know with the current systems right now with Xbox One and PS4, uh, you're only able to suspend one title at a time. I usually don't use the suspend feature. I usually will save and just get out of the game if need be, but it would help with games that might not have a save point up to a certain point if you do need to get out and leave it where you left off at. So, But, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious what price point this is going to be at, but, uh, you know, really and truly looking at the specs of this thing, I just want to see the games now. So that's my thing. So if, if there's enough games for it, to justify the purchase, I will definitely take a look at it. Uh, Xbox is a little bit different because of the fact that uh, all games are on PC day and date. So uh, they're really going to have to kind of show me uh, that ha- having and playing their first party titles on the system is going to be beneficial versus just playing them on PC. So so I'd like to open the floor to you guys. I know I've been talking a minute about this, but uh, what's your overall impressions on the Xbox Series X? Uh, let me start. Um, for this, uh, okay. So, unfortunately, Joe, what I heard from you was wah 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, because I I personally do not know. I, I am not a, a systems person, so um, I was just like, "Hey, can it play games? Does it look cool? Um, does it does it load up faster? Yeah, okay. Well, let's let let's get it." So, again, I'm going to have to default to someone a lot smarter than me because I just don't I, – I, I'm not that I'm not that guy, you know? Well, so. I, don't, I don't think you care because you like the Switch. You play games on wherever you want to play your games on. It's not the um, delivery of said game. It's the actual end result, which is the title itself. So, I mean, if uh, there's enough compelling content on Xbox and the system is – everything in the, in the bag of chips. I just, uh, yeah, I will defer to the games coming out for the system. If there's enough yeah. killer titles, if need be, I mean, Microsoft has laid all their cards on the table. I mean, I've seen, I didn't mention it prior to this, but they're supporting like HDR for uh, non HDR supported titles as well with this. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's something to where they got the hardware down. I think it's a little bit different. We'll be talking about the PS5 technical reveal uh, that happened this prior week as well in a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it's not for the lack of uh, effort on their part. I mean, uh, uh, I enjoyed all their backwards compatibility uh, as far as efforts to put, like, Xbox 360 and original Xbox games on the Xbox One X. And so if they're going to continue their work here on that and to be able to go in and you know, obviously make a lot of their back catalog compatible, you know, it's uh, just something to take a look at. And, you know, I will, you know, it does, you know, right now this is one side of it. I just got to see the other side, which is the games. We'll kind of take it from there. So, yeah. So I'm hey, uh, if it's cool, great. I'm mostly going to be listening to people who are much smarter than I am. So, yay. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not 
um, excited for Grounded from um, God. What's the name of that developer? I can't think off the top of my head. Uh, Obsidian. Obsidian, yeah. But uh, uh, once they announce if they have some new single player content, some maybe RPGs there up your alley per se. You know, what would you think about you know as far as because I know you're probably not going to buy a PC strong enough to run these games you're probably looking at probably a console so is that something to where you might you know look back and look at xbox possibly depending on uh, what's offered oh yeah definitely i just don't know um when that's gonna be like they again i know kevin's probably gonna talk about this a little bit more you know these these consoles live and die by their games and if they ain't got no games or the games aren't good then you know why should i spend my money on it so um but for right now, it's just going to be I'm really taking a wait and see kind of uh, approach. Again, I am not an early adopter for some of this stuff. So that's just kind of how I kind of have to be right now. So. Yeah. And I don't know. I have an Xbox One X. I'm not looking to <laughs> upgrade anytime soon on there. I think with the games, at least on the initial launch, being available on Xbox One X and on PC, I got multiple avenues to play these games already, so it's just, just going to really have to kind of show uh, me, at least, that owning the system is going to be above and beyond what um, my current capability of playing these titles, like you know, Halo Infinite and whatnot, so um, you know, if there's enough exclusives, if it's something to where Xbox Series X is going to be the best play to play, and it's definitely worth it. If I'm going to, like, you know, <laughs> spend a lot of time on the Xbox, then it might be something to take a look at. So yeah. they, they got the hardware down. They just need to get the other quotients, uh, portions of the equation down as well. So we'll have to mm -hmm. see. So, and Kev, I know you're pretty impressed with the hardware in general, right? Kev's, Kev's ready yeah. to go. Kev's ready. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty much in line with what you what you guys have already said. Uh, the tech is there. The hardware is there. Now let's see what what all these studio acquisitions and uh, uh, and third party is going to do. And here's the thing. And I think this is going to come back. This has the possibility of coming back and biting Microsoft in the butt with regards to the Series X. They've already told, and I appreciate the honesty. Don't, don't, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. They've already said, you're not going to see Series X designed games from the ground, meaning from the ground up, at least coming from them, their, their first party studios, for the next two years, they are pulling the base Xbox, the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X along for the ride for the next two years. So all of these games that are that are going to be coming from these first party studios that are in the queue for the next two years or so have to run on that base hardware. And again, I know we've got the smart delivery, and that's why smart delivery is there. So it knows: Are you running this on a on a on a base Xbox One? Are you running it on a base uh, on an Xbox One S, or are you running it on an Xbox One X? And it'll down it'll download the appropriate, you know, patchwork for your for your system. You know, I I get that, I understand that, but I need to. I I don't buy a new system to play old games. 
And if your new games are going to be based on old hardware, I I just don't that that's that's a funky pill for me to swallow. It, it, it I you know I I ain't here to play it because because I already got a One X. Uh, and if you're telling me that the experience of this game of this new game that you're getting ready to drop is is going is has to run on these on these prior gen this prior gen hardware because you want to take these folks along for the ride okay i get it but i, I that that reduces the importance of me buying of, of buying that hardware in in my eyes because again i'm here for the new new not for the older old and i'm not here for new games <clears throat> that are best based off of old hardware so with that said, you know, if you're telling me in two years, you know, I may have a uh, I may have a beast of a PC built in two years. So, again, uh, Microsoft doesn't care where you play their games. They, they've made that abundantly clear. Um, and the the PC that I have in mind to 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 build, if if I do wind up building it. There is no way I would go and buy a, and buy a console based off based off what I, I've actually sat down and did the math because a lot of the a lot of the components that I have in my current PC I can just take them out of that and put it in the new stuff. I really only have to buy two components, and that's the GPU and the CPU. Well, three: a GPU, a CPU, and uh, a, a motherboard. And that's real. That's really it. Everything else I can take from my current PC build and throw it into that. And if I do want, and if I do go that route, it I'd be I'd be I'd be an idiot to go and buy a, a, a Series X, even though I prefer playing on console. Typically, uh, seeing what what AMD and uh, what potentially. AMD and uh, NVIDIA have coming down the pike with their new GPUs has me very, very much intrigued. So, um, again, I'm, I'm kind of in that wait and see. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to see some games. Now, if they, you know, the time that E3 was supposed to take place, they, they show up and they show me a Ninja Gaiden. They show me a Mech Assault. They show me a Crimson Sky, something like that. Then I may have to rethink. I may have to rethink that argument, you know. Uh, but again, it, it it all it all comes down. It all comes down to the games at at this point. All right, good deal. Uh, so we kind of got that down on there. Uh, next item this week that kind of popped up was uh, Nintendo had a uh, indie world. Direct on there, so they showed uh, plenty of new games coming out on their platform on there. Um, and I'm gonna kind of go over some of the games, but I want you to kind of, Des, I know you watched the direct, so I want you to kind of chime in as far as what you're excited for, or if you liked a particular game uh, or not. So, uh, one of the games that that was first shown off was The Last Campfire. This is from Hello Games. Uh, this is their new project on there um and so that's coming out to switch this summer along with ps4 xbox one and pc 
on that. I remember watching this before. I think I've seen this trailer elsewhere, and it looked pretty cool to me. It was, yeah. Did it kind of kick? We did see it before. It, yeah. So did it, did it uh, you know, was there anything new, or is this uh, the no, same trailer? It's pretty much, if I remember correctly, it's pretty much the same trailer, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I probably don't know if I'm going to get it or not, only because I, I, I'm not really sure about the game. I mean, it looked interesting, but but I, it didn't really, like, you know, toot any bells or ring any horns for me. Gotcha. I did it backwards. Toot any horns, ring any bells. Sorry. I wasn't sure if you were paying <laughs> attention, so sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it looks looks kind of cool. I mean, it looks like almost like a, like a roguelike you know, action-adventure game, so I'm definitely keep an eye on that. Um, and next thing that was shown was I Am Dead <laughs> on there. This is from, uh, being published by Annapurna Interactive on there. Um, and basically it has you exploring a colorful island and retracing memories of the past on there. This game's coming out for both uh, PC and Switch this summer on there. Um, looks like this was in development. It's from the creators of uh, Hohokam, if you remember that game on the PS4 on there uh but it is a puzzle game that will involve the player taking on the role of a museum curator uh, named morris lupon and he will team up with the ghost of his beloved dog to explore an island and piece together the events and memories that took place there in the past in order to save the island from an impending threat of a erupting volcano on there so uh, sounds very intense on that so any thoughts on this des uh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean okay. again I mean I, and honestly Joe I only saw a couple of stuff and there's only a few things that I actually remember <laughs> and and uh, I didn't really remember this one <laughs> um, okay. because I I kind of tuned in and out for it if I remember correctly because it was only like twenty minutes and it was just a string of of um a string of little uh, clips together so I was just like um. Some of them were, you know, much more memorable than others. So honestly, I don't remember. I only remember a couple of them that really kind of like stood out as ones that are like I really want to get this game or I really want to try this game. So, so just 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 an FYI, some of them I might not even remember, and that that's one I don't remember. I don't even think I saw that one. Gotcha. Did exit the dungeon kind of pop up for you? Oh, ex- exit the, the the dungeon. Uh, yeah, uh, it did not actually. I I remember seeing it, but I was just kind of like, okay, you know, exit the dungeon or again, yeah, it's, I was, it's dungeon. Yeah. I uh again, I was just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, but no, I did not really. Um, uh, yeah, that game's actually out on Apple Arcade, but it's a sequel to you know, obviously Enter the Gungeon on there. So. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I haven't really played that game either, even though I, I think I own it because I got it free on the, a bumble. platform of some, yeah, possibly on there. Uh, only other things that I, they got a port of Blair Witch coming out for the Switch on there. Uh, I know a game you mentioned to me, Bark uh, Interstellar. It looks like here is like a, that sh- looks a shooter so game. so with... cute. Like you get to play as a dog, a bear, or a bunny. And you and you basically uh, it's a shooter. It's a shooter, so it's a shmup, but it's like the cutest shmup I've ever seen. It is just so silly. Like you're you're flying around in this like giant bear thing, and then and then um, when you die, you actually um, I mean you don't really die when your ship gets destroyed, 
uh, one of your friends, um, one of your friends can come over and save you. And I don't know, it just, it just seems really kind of like cute. So, and it's very, you know, um, it's very bright and colorful and I don't know. It just, it is, it was just one of those things that was just like, Oh my God, this is too cute. I have to play it. <laughs> and I like shoot 'em ups anyway. So anytime you're going to add something to it or, or change it up, you know, I'm down for it. So, yeah. Other games that were shown, uh, looks like here, there was the dicey dungeons, I've already on seen there, that one. So, yeah, I've already seen yeah, that that's one before. Yeah, it's already on, on PC on there. Yeah. So, and it's confirmed to be coming to Switch on there. Um, also, there was a uh, took a look a game called Ghost of a Tale. I know that game already is out on Steam, PC, uh, on Steam and uh, PS4 and Xbox at the moment, but the Switch version is upcoming. But that's gotten good reviews, and you play as a mouse on there, and you're using stealth on there and you're basically using to search it's like an action adventure game on there so you're kind of interested in that i might pick that up on ps4 actually so look pretty good i guess uh, what happened was is that uh, um, this veteran uh, game designer uh, lionel galat went ahead and he did an indiegogo crowdfunding campaign back in 2013 on there and uh eventually got this game released and out on there so so kind of take a look at that they're getting a a port of that uh there's a sequel to a um, game that was previous on ps3 uh on there and other platforms pixel junk eden 2 mm-hmm. got announced which i'm glad to there, hear about so. you know because uh, the pixel junk uh, games were really big a couple of years ago, and then they just kind of went away. They were a really big like uh, indie studio, or or they had something. What happened to them? I don't even remember. But... Now they've been releasing games. It's just oh. it's been uh, kind of not as prevalent because um, they kind of separated from Sony, I believe. Oh, okay, because uh, after. After Tomorrow Children, basically, it was a point that you know because there was a. Uh, kind of a, a change with Sony, especially once the PS4 got super popular and uh, change in management too, that they stopped focusing as much on indie titles and focus more on mainstream games like Call of Duty and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So terrible on there. I, I don't know if you noticed the difference, Kev, or not, with Sony and their approach, like mid mid cycle through the PS4 life cycle but yeah they definitely made indies less of a focus in the last couple of years at least so yeah <clears throat> yeah they they did and pretty much it, it was kind of expected um at least in my eyes you know when when you're when you're baking your your A system sellers you got to have something uh for folks to um to play in the meantime that's kind of why I never really minded their long view of their upcoming exclusives, because I want to know why I bought, why this box is sitting on my entertainment center. Mm. You know, so that never really bothered me. But I knew that once those AAA started hitting, and there is not that their system is closed to indie development, but they're not going to be the the darlings that they were when the the ps4 was first announced i mean that that to me just seemed like like the obvious path that they were taking 
Yeah, it would have been nice for them to still kind of focus on both at the same time. But uh, I know some, you know, people left Sony. And I think once that became a thing that, uh, you know, you could see the Switch obviously became the indie darling of the systems on there just because of the portability of it as Mm -hmm. well on there and for the fact I think of the Vita was if the Vita was still a thing that it probably could have it probably would have gone on ahead with that yeah but if with the Vita being out of the picture really being out of the picture before the PS4 launched you know um there really wasn't uh, there really wasn't I mean when you're when you're when you're distributing your marketing when you're looking at what you're going to be marketing um once your AAA stuff starts hitting, that's going to take the lion's share of your marketing budget. And I don't think that there was a, you know, obviously I wasn't in any board meetings, but or in the boardroom discussions, but I don't think there was ever any, okay, well, we don't need indies anymore perspective. They just weren't getting the shine that they were getting when the system was first, was, was first launched. Yeah. Because again, the reason that people buy a PS4, those reasons were sitting on store shelves at that point, you know. Yeah. And it just kind of, it just kind of seemed that was the obvious thing that they were doing to me at the time. Alrighty. Well, I'll definitely have to take a look at these indie titles coming up from Nintendo. I think the next thing on their docket, a long rumored Nintendo Direct on there. There's already. A date for Xenoblade Chronicles uh, remastered in Australia. I think the date was being advertised as being a May like 29th on there. So it's been rumored that they'll have a direct this upcoming week on there just to kind of lay all their cards on the table. Because with the uh, release of Animal Crossing on Friday, they, they have no other um, release dates for any of the other announced games that mm-hmm. they have, uh, you know brought to the table right right now so another game yeah another game that they that they talked about which i thought was really kind of cool was um um oh, what was it baldo was another game uh that looks really uh interesting and it's a um it's a uh like a legend of zelda kind of game but but the, the the gameplay looks solid and the world looks great it has this weird sort of um not weird sort of it has this little kind of like, um, um, like Studio Ghibli kind of style to it, and it's oh, okay. and it's and it's looking like an indie, but it's an indie, but it doesn't look like an indie. It's weird. Uh, the the because the, the 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 actual quality of the game looks like it looks really good. So if you have not uh, taken a look at it, um, please do because it, it looks like a game that should not be uh, an indie title, but it is, and it looks fantastic. So Baldo is yeah, what it's it, called. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It is a timed uh, switch exclusive on there. Um, they do have, um, they do have aspirations to release it for other platforms. It's going to come out for uh, PC, Xbox one and PlayStation four as well, but it is, a timed exclusive for Switch. So. It looks, but it looks great. It looks really good. Yeah, solid game. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It has a very uh, Studio Ghibli type of feel mm-hmm. to it. It's a 
from a Italian studio. So hopefully they are safe right now with everything going down there on that. So, all right. So next thing on the docket for news, uh, as we alluded to earlier, the PlayStation five specs were finally unveiled on there. There was a, uh, uh, Road to PS5 uh, live stream. This was meant uh, for GDC. Uh, so Mark Cerny got up on stage and gave a 60-minute presentation. Ooh. I think out of, out of the three of us, I, I did Ooh. not watch it at all. I just saw little bits and pieces, but you know, there's a lot of flops, a lot of uh, Zen cores, all that, uh, just to kind of covered the exact specs where uh, the cpu for the um ps5 has eight um zen 2 cores at 3.5 gigahertz uh, variable frequency and the gpu has a maximum capacity of 10.28 teraflops uh 32 custom units at 3.23 gigahertz on there it's running a just like the xbox series x and uh, custom r dna two bus from amd on there um they have 16 gigs of a gddr6 ram on there just like the xbox one x uh they have a uh, 825 gigabyte ssd drive which they went into detail about so it's not a one terabyte drive but a little bit less than that uh io thoroughput uh 5.5 gigabytes a second raw, typical eight to nine gigabytes. That means how quickly the system will access the uh, SSD uh, memory, on uh, not memory, but SSD um, storage. Data. Yeah, the you data got on it. The storage. Yeah. Yeah, and then it has a NVMe SSD slot. Um, what makes this a little bit different from the Xbox Series X is that. Um, it's not proprietary uh, that you can pick SSD um, MVME memory as far as from other places. And as long as it meets their uh, spec certification, can install it into your PS5 on there. It also has USB hard drive support and a 4K UHD Blu-ray drive. Finally, we get a 4K <laughs> UHD drive into a PlayStation system on there. So, so there's a lot of power under the hood on there, um, and uh, they basically talked about it quite a bit on there. Um, so, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, what, what spec-wise, what they kind of emphasize is that um, it's going to access the ssd drive quicker uh, than any system uh, on the market on there that's what they're putting their emphasis on and also too about the uh, gpu and cpu it's uh, running at a variable frequency so um, there's kind of a coalition between the gpu and the cpu to be able to go ahead and uh, you know run effectively on that so and so it's um, been kind of hyped up by some programmers online saying that this is a big game changer on that and talking about just that this might be um from the last 20 years of consoles being like one of the uh i try to think of the word just like the kind of landmark on there uh, coming up along with the series x of course on there so we'll have to see you know what games do get announced for this 
Um, also, there was some confusion about the backwards compatibility. There was wording used by Mark Cerny on stage saying that we looked at the top 100 PS4 games, and they're all almost all running on it. And it came to be that <laughs> everyone was uh, in the uh, proverbial uh, online console wars saying that the only 100 games would be backwards compatible on the PS5. And what that statement meant was that um, that they're working on getting some of the games on PlayStation 4 uh, backwards compatible where it's taking advantage of the uh, PlayStation 5's capabilities on there. So they did release an updated statement on Friday on there. Um, it basically states that with all the amazing games and PS4 catalogs, we developed significant efforts to enable our fans to play their favorites on PS5. We believe that the overwhelming majority of the 4,000-plus PS4 titles will be playable on PlayStation 5. Uh, went on to say that the 100 games that Mark Cerny uh, mentioned in the Road to PS5 presentation only comes in the way of games that have been tested so far to perform better on the PS5. Uh, we're expecting backwards-compatible titles will run at a boosted frequency on PS5 so they could benefit from higher or more stable frame rates, uh, potentially higher resolutions. Uh, we're currently evaluating games on a title-by-title -title basis to spot any issues that need adjustment from the original software developers. So that's what the statement said. So before we get into a system work <laughs> discussion, I uh, just want to throw that out there as well on that. So um, as far as myself, before I kind of open up to you guys, I mean, everything I've seen so far looks great. Uh, just like with the Xbox Series X, it just depends on the games that are announced for the system as well on there. Um, my feeling right now, at least, is that I will be picking up a PS5 because I have a lot of games on PS4. So it just makes logical sense for me. Just like we talked about last episode about like you know Horizon Zero Dawn, for instance, uh, if that runs better on PS5, I'm going to want to play it on my PlayStation 5. On there, and so I have all the software on this system. I could probably say that if you're an Xbox fan, you could probably say the uh, same thing for Xbox. If you're playing a lot of your multi-platform games on Xbox, you want to run them on the platform you've had a library curated for. So it's I could see both sides on that. Um, I'm kind of disappointed. We talked about on the show too about the rumor it was backwards compatible all the way back to PlayStation One. Um, we'll have to see. Once they uh, unveil the system, this is not a. This is just a technical discussion. It wasn't uh, something where they released everything, including like uh, what the system looks like, so on and so forth. So, we still have a lot of uh, uh, unveiling to do per se. But uh, you know, if it's only backwards down to the four, uh, I think it's still a worthy purchase in my eyes. But uh, I'll open the floor to you guys and get your feelings on it. So. Well, let me start by saying womp, 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 womp. <laughs> again, again, I don't know about the flops. I don't know about any of that. Um, again, I'm a late adopter at all this stuff. So um, y'all have fun during your console wars. Don't hurt each other. Have fun. And uh, I'll see you when they release the pros of both these systems. Okay, Kev, you can take it from here. <laughs> uh, it, you know, again, this is... <laughs> This is what I was talking. I was. This is what I've. I've. I've I'm, I'm to a point now where I'm. I'm like ready to 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 like disconnect from 
gaming discussions on social media at all. I mean, the only thing I really talk about on Twitter is games. I don't talk about anything else. But I'm almost to the point now where I'm ready to just like dis like uh, disengage from it altogether because people are just so freaking stupid. And you know, and as a Christian, I know I should be saying that, but y'all dumb. You know, it it it, it, it it's you know it, it uh, mm, mm, uh, mm. It's in Proverbs, so it's I'm being biblical. Y'all stupid as stupid motherfuckers. Pardon my language. Um, here's the thing: when Mark Cerny was talking about uh, was talking about that, it was painfully obvious that the man said, "On your external standard, you know, USB 3.0 or you know, or less." external hard drive you can you your entire ps4 library is going to sit there and it's going to play on the ps5 from that right there are a hundred games that are, they are working with this boost technology this is something that sony and amd have and well, well mark cerny gave the credit to amd that they are working for like two years plus trying to trying to get this technology going. And as he explained in the talk, instead of putting the PS4 circuitry, the chipset, on the syst- on, 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 on the on the chip, which would have raised the price considerably, they're taking the logic from the base PS4 and the PS4 Pro, putting it on the chip and adding to it those PS5 functionalities to that 100 games that they're working on, that top 100 games that they're they're curated from, and he mentioned the the source of that. I can't remember it now. To try and get those 100 games to take advantage of the the PS5 improvements over the over the PS4 hardware, it was painfully clear that's what the man said. But you know. Never mind a man, a man who 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 designed freaking Castle, you know, uh, 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 Marble Madness. Marble Madness when he was sixteen years, seventeen years old. Never mind the fact that this is a guy that's in that designed the freaking PS4 and the PS5. Nah, he don't know what he's talking about. I gotta go to some YouTuber influencer because that's the guy that knows what the f is going on. No. It, 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 I mean, this whole this whole thing is just so stupid, and you know, I take my pot. I've been taking my pot shots at Xbox for a long time, but my pot shots are harmless and they're jokes. I've got the freaking system sitting on my on my on on my uh, uh, entertainment system. When they get something good, I will be playing it. I will be playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps sometime this weekend, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. But some of these people take this stuff way too far to the extent that they know that they're pushing lies, and they'll just continue to express it. But all that nonsense aside, the hardware. Here's the thing that I think is going on, and I'm not a tech guy, not in, not in the least bit. I had to watch this thing twice. And I had to, and I actually, I actually had to go to YouTube and find people who 
actually work in this line of line in in this field with regards to elect electrical engineering, electronic components and how they work together, and you know people that have that seem to have a reasoned perspective, not a fanboy on one side or the other, just to get a reasoned explanation to break this stuff down because this is like you know me listening to Mark Cerny is like putting. A, a, a kindergarten in a in a master's class of, of 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 quantum theory mechanics. You know, I'm I'm hearing this stuff, and a lot of this stuff is going over my head. So, once this once I was able to break it down and figure it out and listen to what and and get the gist of what this man is talking about, I think this is what Sony's trying to do. Sony's trying to influence how the next generation of games are designed. I think that's what this PS5 is all about. When he was talking about, and I'm not going to go into every component because honestly, I don't know what all those components honestly do, but I do believe I have an understanding of what they're supposed to do. What all those components are supposed to do are to utilize the speed of this proprietary SSD that's in this system to basically get you into the game faster than has ever been done on a console before. When he was talking about sub one second uh, load times, uh, the removal of components of a, of game design, where like he mentioned, he brought up in his talk, he brought up the map of the of Jack Two of a level in Jack Two, where, and he said that even though that's a twenty plus year old game, design is still is still done this way where they have to put in long corridors and hallways and this that and the third to hide the loading of assets as you're moving from one area of the game to another, this system is going to remove all of that so that there is no load time. Let's go back to God, the, this, this last God of War when they were talking about the game was done in one shot, there were no loading screens. You know, they now they utilize the same things that was done in games like Jack 2 by going through warp holes and walking down, you know, walking down uh, trails in the forest. And that's where, you know, or paddling a canoe, you know, from one area to the next as the system is loading assets. But what Mark was talking about, all that stuff is going to go away, meaning that the developer can just focus on their raw vision of the game that they're trying to make. They're trying to influence how games are designed. So I think that's the reason why the speed of this thing is is being emphasized. And you know, one of the other things that kind of blew my mind and he kind of broke it down and when he was talking about uh, how this SSD thing is gonna work, where he's talking about how on a standard, on a standard uh, hard disk, in Spider-Man, some of the assets like, you know, mailboxes, cars, and some of the other things that he mentioned are duplicated on the game, Up sometimes some of them up to 400 times, because that's how they utilize, they, 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 they build this uh, illusion of speed as Spider-Man is swinging through the city. And that is a trip. You have 400 different mailbox asset, you know, assets 
sitting on a hard disk that the system is constantly having to pull out and you're swinging from, you know, the the 60th floor of of of, of the business sec- business section of of New York, of Manhattan or whatever, and you're not even seeing that. But those assets are still loading because if for whatever reason you decide to jump from the Empire State Building down to ground level at any time those assets have to be available for you to see and in and in some cases interact with and all of that stuff based off all of these custom components that are being built around this SSD this variable uh, uh, frequency GPU uh, the work that's being done with the CPU all of that is going to be eliminated. Designer people, the, the 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 content creators don't have to worry about duplicating a- assets and all this other stuff. The hardware is going to do that work for them. And the man, I, in my opinion, the man has has no has no reason to lie. I mean, we're we're at the end of this of of this generation, and. We're seeing we're we're seeing games on the PS4 Pro out being uh, third-party games running better than some of these games on the Xbox One X, which came out a year later with a higher G, with a higher teraflop count and higher CPU clock, all that stuff again. It's about how efficient is this thing, and uh, it, it it's they designed this console for developers. Now, are developers going to take advantage of all that? For sure, Sony's first party is. What they have to do at this point is that, and I think this is probably where marketing deals are going to be even more important going into this this current generation, this upcoming generation. If you're going to influence how games are designed and if all of these custom components are alleviating the work that a third-party dev has to do to bring it, to bring a game to this platform as Mark Cerny was describing, then you've got you're going to have to sell those those sell those folks on that because by all accounts it seems that this PS5 is going to run things faster than the Series X. What does that mean for a third party developer who's got to develop games on multiple platforms? You know they have to design for. Let's just call it the lowest common denominator. I'm not talking about teraflops. I'm not talking about, you know, all the stuff that that the fanboy nonsense is about. We're talking about the the actual efficiency of these two systems. And one system is doing it one way, and another system is doing it the other way. And a third party developer has to make sure that the experience is the best that they can make it on both on both sides and try to make it and make it as good as experience as possible but you know third party is only going to do you know they 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 have to they have to strike a medium here somewhere so i think you're going to see 
if they're smart, they're going. You're probably going to see uh, marketing deals where the speed of third-party games is going to be emphasized. If they can, if they can show that these developers, and based on what Mark Cerny was saying, they've got folks that are saying we're they're getting up to speed in le- in a month or so. And if that's the case, and if everything that this man has said that this system can do can be done easily from developers, not just first party, but as third party as well, they are they're gonna they're trying to change the way that games are designed. And this is something that's never really been done or talked about at a console level before. And then you've got him saying that, you know, those asset, those aspects of this of this hardware, when AMD's GPUs come out, some of those things are going to be included uh, or incorporated in AMD's card. Some of them are not. You're going to have, you know, and so you got a developer who's going to say, okay, well, this this technique that I've got for the PS5 is also going to may be compatible because I'm using this particular technique to bring it this. To, to bring this game to PC and it's just automatically going to do the same thing for those that are running AMD GPUs on their PC, man, th- this is on a whole other level. And, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a, I'm a fan of PlayStation. I'm saying that if I'm understanding what this man is trying, is trying to do with PS5, this is on a whole other level. Now, will all this stuff pan out? We'll have to see. That's up to Sony to make that case and to to and to put this 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 system in front of developers and say this is this is how it's done. And from what I've seen on Twitter from developers themselves, they're saying this is unbelievable. So again, we'll see. We'll see when it all comes out in the wash. But you're not you gonna know, take uh, Tim Dog's recommendation. About I'm not taking Tim Dog's or 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 or. <laughs> dealer or cult whatever whoever these people i don't follow none of these people cult but apparently Eastwood. they know but apparently i i guess they all got their 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 trump university degrees in, in mechanical and electrical engineering so i guess they all know you know and and i don't want to use this mm. podcast in, you know in crumb side crumb side nonsense but <laughs> you know it it is it is what it is man it, it it's like it the Xbox Series X is going to be a fantastic system. If if all you if what you want is Halo, Forza, and Gears, and your third party games, hey, that's the console for you. PS5 is going to be a fantastic system. If what you want, if you want single player, uh, story based games with fantastic gameplay and 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 worlds and stories that grab that grab that grab you as a player. And that's where you want. That's where you want to want to play. If all you care about is I want to pay, play my third party, um, my third party games in the best in the best possible fidelity on all counts, you're buying you're buying uh, an i9 or or an AMD 3790 and one of these upcoming GPUs. That, that's 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 just what it all boils down to. I'm hoping, micro, <laughs> I'm hoping Microsoft will. Get beyond the Gears, Halo, Forza trilogy, like tr- triangle, if need be. I'm hoping to see nice new things well, from them. I mean, we'll see. I hope so too, but so far I haven't seen that. 
I you know I have I've seen Bleeding Edge, I've seen Honey I Shrunk the Black Folk, <laughs> and I've seen Battletoads, <laughs> all of which do not look like anything. And, and, I, and I'll go ahead and say this: I bought Ori and the Blind Forest. Oh, I mean Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I played through a good chunk of Ori and the Blind Forest. I played Gears Five. I played Gears Four. I have the world's most powerful console, according to Microsoft, as of right now. When I can go into Best Buy or 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 GameStop if they were open, and and or Walmart, and it's like hand me the most world's most powerful console right now. That clerk is going to hand me an Xbox One X. Between Gears Five. Which I did not like at all, and it was and it was it was all because of the story. I didn't like the story. Gears Four, the I didn't like that game at all because I didn't like the characters. They weren't as as endearing to me as 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 Mark and Dom and 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 the rest of the crew. Between that and Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Ori and the Will of the Wisp is the only Xbox or first party studio game that has grasped my attention since the Xbox has come out. I'm not talking about the One X because I had the the base Xbox One and I was just like I, I what am I doing here? <laughs> I, there's nothing this this, this I, I I'm not getting anything out of it. And yeah. I, and and it's like between that and Ori, that's ridiculous. And I really hope that these newly purchased uh, studios are going to bring varied content to this platform because it desperately needs it. And like I said, you can have all the power in the world, but if you ain't got no game, you ain't gonna. Oh, we kind of lost you there, Kev, for a minute. I guess I guess Microsoft was listening and they uh, cut <laughs> they cut Kev off. So, uh, but yeah. that's yeah. But I think I have to echo his 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 same sentiment. You know, it's just if they ain't got no games, then then no one's gonna be able to 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 do this or or, or to listen to any of this stuff. You know, or to play any of this stuff. Yeah, it just depends. It just depends on your opinion, of course. You know, and I know. We have some listeners, too, that mainly game on Xbox, and I totally understand. I mean, if they're happy with what Microsoft is producing and they want to play with their friends and they're used to playing on Xbox, they own more of the games on Xbox, I think that's a big thing on here. But I, I just can't wait to hear from our, uh, for, from, our, um, from our listeners, you know. So, again, uh, you can direct your mail to... Uh, 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 gamingvessels at gmail.com let us know what you think <laughs> about, yeah. well, about our thoughts and one thing about the PS5 I didn't mention before but was mentioned in Mark Cerny's uh, uh, briefing was the uh, whole initiative for the uh, audio for the 3D audio fidelity with the Tempest engine on there so I'm really excited to see what they implement I think uh, the three of us um, I'm more of a sound nerd. I yeah, mean, I bust out with a lot of file. surrounds. Yeah, I like my surround sound headsets. Um, I, I definitely get the uh, sensation of playing in surround sound. 
I know Kev usually just uses an earbud and, and uses whatever audio is coming from his TV. On there. Actually, no, he has a Logitech uh, 5.1 sound system, the same one I own on there. Yeah, but I know. Am I, am I back? Yeah, you're back. You're back. Oh, yes. okay. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I do have that. And, and that's something else that the 3D audio, you know, there if, if and he's like he said, this is an ongoing process. And the idea of them of you submitting some type of 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 uh, data and them sending you like you know maybe like a uh, a download that for audio that is specifically designed for how your ears take in sound is is nuts. Now, am I expecting that day one? No. And like he was saying, this is a, a journey that that's going to be years in the process. But the idea of that in a console is just nutso to me. But again, this is what they're trying to do, redefining or changing the whole idea of game design. And it's being done around the, com- the, the, the components of this console. And, you know, and, and that's just crazy. You know, they're, they're doing more with a little bit less, which which is nuts you know the speed of their 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 ram is not is not is unified it's i think it's split in the in 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 the series x to some degree you know their ram is unified and this this whole thing of how of how data is going to speed from your ssd and feed all the components of this console and get that data to you as the player you know is crazy if this you know and this pans out the way that that Cerny is describing. Uh, it's going to be crazy, but again, it all comes down to the games. Based on what I experienced this generation, I have no doubt that uh, Sony's first party is going to bring the heat when it comes to the games. So you know, I, I you know again, it, it, what whichever console you wind up with, you're going to be happy with it. You know, it, it's the 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 foolishness that goes on is just is just uncalled for. So yeah, yeah. Whatever so. you go, whatever whatever console you decide to you decide to go with, if you're blessed enough to to be able to to go ahead and, and support two ecosystems, and you have the time and the money to do that, hey, More do what you do. Enough. Do mm-hmm. what you do. More power to you. I mean, I have enough on my plate, but uh, I know. I mean, I might buy both. Who knows? If I get, I get me a thousand dollar Trump check. <laughs> <laughs> Trump ain't giving nobody no money. I mean, listen. Let's <laughs> not get political here, though. Let's not. <laughs> But uh, say la vie on that. So next uh, news story I'd like to talk about. Uh, this is uh, something about Evo 2020 on there. So uh, a couple of days ago on Twitter, uh, they uh, basically had a statement. So at this time, Evo is moving forward with its plans to hold the event July 31st to August 2nd in Mandalay Bay in, Sa- in Las Vegas. On there, we're actively monitoring updates from the HWO, CDC, local governments, and public health agencies regarding COVID-19 and continuing to assess the situation. The health of our attendees and staff will be the overriding factor 
in making a decision should EVO be postponed or canceled, all ticket purchases will be refunded on there. So uh, I think being later on the year, there's might be a better possibility of this event not being canceled on there. Uh, one thing about EVO 2020, which I didn't know about until right now, is that they uh, added Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on there. They kicked to the curb Mortal Kombat 11 from wow. its uh, lineup mm. of games on there. So mm. a lot of people, uh, it's a decision that left MK11 fans kind of divided and shocked uh, on there. I'm that they, I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised that they did something like it. Mortal Kombat is pretty popular in the FGC. That's why I'm very yeah. surprised by it too. Yeah, but they went ahead and kicked that off and had Marvel vs. Capcom 2 be added to the main stage. So, wow. on there. So, so uh, the main games on uh, the stage, if they do have the event in EVO 2020, is going to include Street Fighter uh, V Championship Edition, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy vs., uh, Samurai Showdown, Under Night, and Birth EXE. And uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So, you know, I'm kind of surprised Soul Calibur 6 is still keeping it. Yeah. Strong. I'm like, so you guys ditched Mortal Kombat 11 and kept Soul Calibur 6? Soul Calibur 6, yeah. Man, it must have a big, bigger following or something. Oh, no, it can't have a bigger following than Mortal Kombat 11. It, that, I, I don't see that. I, I, you yeah, know, um, I just don't see that. Evo 2019 final numbers, uh, Mortal Kombat had uh, 1,567 participants, 1,567 participants. Soul Calibur 6 had a 742 on there. Oh, so. so who did they piss off? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Don't know. Like who got mad at somebody? Yeah, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle had the smallest pool with only 640 uh, applicants or entrants applicants but uh I, you know i hope that evo does go off but i really don't think it is going to be a go at the date it's assigned that which kills me in a way because i'm so i'm tr- going to was scheduled to travel there my birthday weekend all that business and yeah we'll have to see though so i just figure i mentioned it that they're still uh have not pulled the plug on it on it uh, any thoughts you guys on this mm, no i mean if they have it that'd be fantastic you know um and i'll be right there along there with you to celebrate your birthday so you know either way we'll be celebrating something something yeah well, hopefully life will get back to normal by then but we'll see well, see they what say they this do. thing is not does not like warm weather and yeah. You got this thing scheduled for the end of July, and we're probably going to be well in a in a fairly hot summer. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this the this thing will have burned itself out before uh, Evo takes place. Because yeah, I, I would really love to take my little nephew to Evo if he wants to go. Uh, but now with all this this COVID lockdown, you know we're not we're not taking him anywhere, even trying to do. I don't even think anybody's doing any local tournaments now with this with this thing going on anyway. But, no. um, but yeah, I would like to be able to take him. So we'll see. All right. Next uh, story on the news docket is 
a uh, title update for Monster Hunter World Iceborne. On their title update 4, which will be launching in May, it adds a new huntable monster, Atreon, as well as detailed the March 23rd due title update 3 on there. So a new developer diary is also released, which uh, includes information on the Raging Bracadios, uh, Furious Rajang and Layered Weapons, the full Bloomfest in-game event in Altrion. If you're not familiar with Altrion, he was the main monster in Monster Hunter 3. He's the Elder Dragon. He was a big pain in the ass from what I remember, but uh, he's a blazing black dragon on there. So he's an Elder Dragon. He's been in Monster Hunter 3 and Generations and now in Iceborne. On their video looked pretty cool. And uh, we'll have to see how he's implemented in Monster Hunter Gen- uh, Ultimate, on uh, Monster Hunter World, I should say, mm-hmm. <laughs> on there, and see what powers he brings out. Looking forward to this, Kev. I wasn't sure if you checked this out or not. So, um, yeah, I've I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've the the like the bla- the 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 furious ride well i haven't even fought regular rajang le- yet and uh then the furious uh brachiosaurus the raging brachiosaurus whatever yeah um brachiosaurus is a pain in the butt already uh i've seen him i've seen the 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 his his furious version and it's like I don't even know how you're supposed to survive that. <laughs> because it's like for his, like when his, because he does like these uh, these area effect lava attacks that will explode, and just like his regular version, in this version, his lava attacks is like he's raising a whole freaking volcano under your feet. Uh, you know, I so I don't know what you're supposed to do <laughs> with, with that. Gear check. Gear check. It's all gear check right there. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with all that. So it'll it'll be interesting for sure. Good deal. This might be something because I've always said I want to get back to Iceborne. I've not played Iceborne and want to get back to Monster Hunter World. And this might be something, especially with the um, whole Fiesta thing coming up on there, uh, the full Bloom Fest coming up. Pretty soon, uh, we might be looking into some Monster Hunter. I don't know if you're down, Desmond. I know we're like committing to like you know Division Two, Final Fantasy fourteen and talking about playing other stuff as well. It just seems like I need to clone my brain and sit there. That way, my body's sitting there playing games while I'm doing other stuff. So it's not that serious, dude. <laughs> I know it's not that serious. It's not that serious. So right. no, oh. I think it's I think it'll all work out. You know, I'm down to play good. Monster Hunter. It's, it's good it's, deal. It's great. All right, and last news docket for today, uh, just to end on a lighter note. Uh, as you know, toilet paper is one of the most sought-after items in the coronavirus pandemic panic buying spree right now, currently. So, for some reason, toilet paper is now a premium item that has also passed into the digital realms of Fallout 76. So, if you uh, want to buy toilet paper in Fallout 76, you have to use 450 bottle caps on there. So, yeah, But further down on the same subreddit post, another Fallout 76 player mentions selling toilet paper for 20,000 bottle caps. 
Uh, that's a lot of bottle caps on there. So that's like 20K on there. But uh, someone bought it on there. So, so uh, as you well know, even though toilet paper has no literally functioning purpose in Fallout 76, it's an item you could find in certain locations in the in-game map and serves no purpose in the game whatsoever on there. It's not reflective of the real world. I don't think anyone's just going to pound $20,000 for an actual roll of toilet paper on there, but uh, I guess if you want to live it out in the Fallout 76 world, have at it. So, mm. People are silly. People still playing that game? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> if you play Fallout 76, you can message us at gamingvessels at gmail.com and let us know of your toilet paper excursions. Yes, and how much, how much did you pay for How much did you pay? <laughs> yeah, if you paid for it, yes. Scary. And on that note, yeah, I know, scary indeed. But uh, let's go ahead and let the fine folks know where they could find us. Okay, so... Uh, well, before we get it, before we do that, uh, game night are taking oh, yeah. our game nights now are taking place uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sundays. So we've moved our game nights to Sundays now. Hopefully that that is a day that works out a little better for not only us but those but our listeners who take part in those. Um, our, uh, right now we're playing on, uh, you guys, we're, well, you guys are playing division two, uh, but we're open to any game that's available on, on PSCB and PSN, Xbox live, uh, even the switch, Steam, switch, I get, yeah, switch steam, maybe. Um, so whatever you guys want to play, feel free to let us know what it is that you'd be interested in playing. And I'm sure we either already have the game or it wouldn't be a problem for, for us to get a copy. And uh, whatever platform you're on, you know, let us know and we'll jump in there with you. Uh, as far as how to get in contact with us, you can get in contact with our show at GamingVessels at gmail.com. That's where you're going to want to send your email if you want to. If you have a comment uh, uh, regarding gaming, we said something that you want to you want to give us feedback on. Uh, if there's, uh, or even if you'd like to be on the show and be interviewed and get your perspectives and opinions of gaming out to those who take part and listen to our show and, and share your opinions, we would love to have you on and get those opinions out to our listenership. So you're going to want to send that email uh, to gamingvessels at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle. Our individual social medias, I am at Shownuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71 on Twitter. Uh, my PSN is Shownuff7, same spelling with the number 7. I am Shownuff071 on Xbox Live, same spelling with 071. And I am Shownuff71 on Steam. So, Des, where can the fine folks get a hold of you at? Yeah, sure. You guys can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six T H E N E M O S I X, or you can find me on um, PSN Network at um, uh, Nemo Tigger N E M O T G G R. Uh, also, if you want to be our friends, that's totally fine. Just please uh, make a note or send a note with your with, with your request saying where you where you heard us or just reference the show in some way. That way, we know you're not spam. 
Spam sounds delicious right now, actually. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you could find me on Twitter, uh, Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. Uh, PSN, uh, uh, Steam, and Nintendo Network. I am Kamunagara. That's K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And then the outlier, the uh, Xbox Live. I am Kamunagara. Same spelling. Six nine nine five. Thank you for letting me change my username, Xbox. So, and that's where you can find me. Uh, we are commonly online. Every night now, playing Division 2, so just take a look uh, on PSN. On there, I know when Desmond, when he you create the uh, user room, we just put the Gaming Vessels Extra Game Night on there, and we can kind of go at it. So by all means, uh, even though we have our game night on Sundays officially, um, we, we're online. So just let us know. Join in. Taking part of the new normal. Yep. Yep. You know it. <laughs> All right, folks, so that brings Season 6, Episode 9 to a close. We want to thank you for hanging in there and uh, listening to us. And, uh, we again, uh, our heartfelt thanks to those of you who have been supporting our show since we started. We appreciate every listener out there. And we, again, thank you very much for enjoying, for enjoying our show. Uh, for Des the Bay Area Terror and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, I am Shownuff71, and I'm saying peace, and we will be back next week. <laughs>